Hi, you're listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast with me, Dr. John Kenworthy. The Leadership Advantage ultimately boils down to how you motivate and get people to do things that matter. This isn't some magic pill or a silver bullet to instant success, but practical ways you can leverage neuroscience hacks to become a better leader today than you were yesterday. The Leadership Advantage. It's why some leaders thrive whilst others struggle. Hey there, this is John. Welcome to this week's podcast. And today I'm talking about how to handle tall poppy syndrome and madras crabs in the workplace. Yes, this may sound like a strange workplace, but I've been working with a client this past week and this this person is something of a maverick. They're a rebel. <laughs> a person who has a very different opinion and ideas about the way forward for their organisation. And it's a joy for me working with someone so intent on making a real difference and just not content to follow the way things have been done in that particular organisation for, well, for years. Because that organisation is in a bit of a rut. They're not growing, they're stagnating. And before long, they could simply die out. This particular leader has passion and he believes that with a few changes, things could be different. That there is life in the old dog yet. But no one wants to change. There's whispering and worry abounding in the company and everyone knows that there's a problem. The margins have been squeezed, market's drying up and they could easily become obsolete. They know this, they understand this. Yet this leader, my client, is struggling to be heard. Anytime he rises to offer a possible solution, it's rejected out of hand as being too new, too risky, too dangerous. And after, after all, that's not the way we do things around here. He faces tension from all direction. The company's leadership, his peers and the staff. But in ways that I refer to as tall poppy syndrome and madras crabs. The old guard resent his newfangled ideas. They see this little upstart as a tall poppy in the management team. But the younger staff, well, they're just keeping their heads down and seem fearful of supporting any proposal that wins such disfavour. There's a tall poppy in every workplace. These are the people who seem to have it all. Whether it's looks, talent, success, or simply they got what you deserve. Resentment can soon build up and left unchecked it can turn into abject misery. So what would you do if you were in the same position as my client? You're certain that you know how to turn things around. With your leadership team, your bosses, do you push back or do you back off? Well, when should you push back? Well, this is the question. Are you telling them what they need to know rather than what they want to hear? There are many people in this life who would love you to just be sycophants and suck up to them. 
But if you're telling them something that they need to know rather than they want to know, then you should push back. Perhaps you know that time is running out. Well, you should push back. Heck, if you're right, then maybe the business won't even exist. So you'd lose your job anyway. And I love this phrase about time running out. The broken glass on the ground is from the window of opportunity that was slammed shut. If you've ever been entrusted with a responsibility and you're having difficulty, it's better that your boss knows about it and has the opportunity to help you rather than fail miserably alone. Push back in these circumstances. So if, you, if they need to know it rather than want to, push back. Time is running out, push back. And maybe the opportunity to change is, is about to close. Push back. Or maybe you should back off. See, if you're promoting your own agenda, doing your own thing, if you've said it a couple of times and they still don't seem to catch on, then they probably don't want to catch on. Just back off. And ask yourself, have I actually already made my point? See, you do not lead people by hitting them over the head. That's assault, not leadership. That was Dwight Eisenhower. And sometimes your request is exceeding your relationship. I I worked with a Malaysian company a few years ago and the chairman's son and daughter were in the high potential group that I was coaching. And as is quite common when such situations occur, they had this air of superiority because of their relationship with the big boss. And quite often they would both step beyond normal boundaries in their relationship with their direct bosses which was inappropriate. Not only is it inappropriate in that they were trying to abuse a family relationship, but by stepping beyond the relationship level with their direct boss, they were actually antagonising their own direct bosses, who would often respond by deliberately undermining their power whenever they could. They were not making friends and influencing people. Rather, they were building a culture of nepotistic favour and would become reliant on positional power in the future. Now, in this situation, I pushed the matter with them both and the chairman, their father. Why? Because my personal responsibilities were at risk. This time, they listened, but on other occasions in similar situations in Malaysia, Indonesia, Singapore, England and the US, after stating the case, I backed off without the right result. Why? Well, because I'd already made my point, and to push them anymore would have been my agenda which is that, yeah, I don't like nepotism. And especially when it's rampant while spouting that they are upholding the values of meritocracy. Yes, it riles me, but that's my agenda and it exceeded the relationship I had. So when do you push back? When do you back off? Or back off if you have already made your point. Back off if you've exceeded your relationship. And sometimes you need to back off because you're promoting your own agenda. See, in the case of my client that I was referring to, he came to the conclusion that this was something worth pushing back because he had been hired to re-energise the business. That time was running out and they needed to hear it. They didn't just didn't like it. 
has still left the issues with his peers and staff. And in this case, I'm going to talk about Madras crabs. Perhaps you've heard about Madras crabs. When they're caught, Madras crabs are put into an open basket. They are free to escape at any time, but they don't manage to do so. Every time one of the crabs tries to climb out of the basket, his fellow crabs will grab a leg and pull him back down. Another attempts a break for freedom and the rest gang up to pull him back into the basket. None of them escape because none of the others will let him. I shared this story with my client. We discussed why change fails and how, as a leader, we need to be clear what the purpose of any change is and how that purpose aligns with what matters for our peers and our staff. It's seldom enough to tell someone how great it will be for profit margins and your own bonus, or that without change, your job security is under threat. No, they need to know that there is a benefit for them personally. Increased job security might be more critical than a cash component. Pride might be more important than greater efficiency. As a leader, it's your job to know what is important to your staff and to your peers, and of course to your bosses, and to make sure that the purpose of change aligns with them. It helps too to connect the past, the present and the future, because people don't like change. Well, at least change is often something feared. Keeping in touch with the past enables many to reach for the future. And unifying the past and present and future brings power and continuity to changing the future. We are integrating the new, with a K, with the new. When you lead from the middle, you are faced with the tensions of leading downwards and sideways. And maybe you too are surrounded by Madras crabs. Are you one of those who's trying to escape, but everyone else just pulls you down? Whether they make snide comments or spread malicious gossip, they just don't want you to succeed. Or perhaps you are one of those in the basket, pulling down anyone else who tries to move on in their life. And leading upwards, that has its own special challenges. In this case, when do you push back and when do you back off? There will be times when you are seen as a tall poppy in your workplace. It's a dangerous place to be, of course, because you get noticed as the tall poppy standing above the crowd. And some in the crowd, well, they want to chop your head off. Others, they want to pull you down to their level. So take a big dose of courage. And I have a podcast on taking that dose of courage and choose to lead with purpose and make a real difference. I look forward to hearing your stories of how you are pushing back or choosing to back off at the right moment with your bosses and what happens with that and how you deal with the Madras crabs in your organisation. Just hit reply if you're on the email list. Drop a note on the iTunes or Stitch or any of the comment sections on uh, the podcast show notes. I'll link a couple of other podcasts that I think will be helpful for you to, to remind you where those are. And just remember this wonderful quote from Arthur Ashe, true heroism is remarkably sober.
very undramatically. It's not the urge to surpass all others at whatever the cost, but the urge to serve others, whatever the cost. Enjoy and have a blessed week ahead. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast. You can learn more on how to motivate and get people to do things that matter over at my website at leadershipadvantage.com.